Kids to bed, dad's home. We are the DWO podcast representing the dad world order. I am the good looking guy married to mom, Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin. With me, as always, my two compadres. First up, we got Big Rig Eric Maffe. We say, big guy, what up? Last but not least, rounding us out, our resident aromatherapy expert. And world record holding, t-shirt wearing, all-round nice guy, Mr. Wrestling T-shirt guy, Cephas. Oh, look, I got a sound effect now. Can <laughs> <laughs> we get a? There you go. Like back in the day when you were a kid, I used to get such thrill of that, you know, going by the truckers. Uh, I, felt, I felt like Roman Reigns. Someone acknowledged me when I did it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, as Mr. Magnificent said, we are the DWO Podcast, um, and we have with us today uh, Mr. Denim Blevins, uh, owner-operator of Battle on the Border Wrestling. Sir, uh, how the heck are you? I'm good, man. I'm uh, happy to be here. It's a great time to be in Cincinnati. you got my Reds thriving, our Bengals thriving, Battle on the Border right. thriving. Happy man. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Is it? Um, <clears throat> you know what? It is pretty neat. Uh, I have been a Cincinnati sports fan my entire life, and mm-hmm. uh, the past couple years have actually been, you know, what? not as depressing as the first <laughs> like twenty eight were. Yeah, showing um, some promise, turning the corner. Yeah. I thought um, it does. I mean, it's exciting like, for me as a fan or us as a fan, but actually, what it does to like the community as well. Everybody seems yeah. to kind of. The energy's everywhere, man. And you start mm-hmm. bringing out the casuals and uh, it really starts snowballing when you get casuals involved. Love it. I love yep. that energy. Yep. I got awesome. season tickets for the first time in my life. Uh, and I feel like an elite Bengals fan at this point. You oh, know? you got the Bengals season tickets? Yeah. I uh, we, we weren't able to get them for this uh, year. We had to yeah. buy a bunch of the tickets for this year. But I officially have them for next year. And uh, I already get access to the season ticket benefits. So I feel anytime someone's like, oh, I love the Bengals. I'm like, do you? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's a great year to have them. And those those tickets are kind of like priceless. You know, if it's a Super Bowl team. Yeah. 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 You can almost Absolutely. name your own price, especially late in the season. Yeah. Now, do you, Cephas, since you're a season ticket holder, if they do make the Super Bowl, don't you get, like, first dibs or something like yeah. that? Even though, even though my seats aren't until 2024 season, um, because I am a season ticket holder and I'm in the books now, uh, when when we get a playoff game this year, uh, I get first dibs of the sale. So I get, which you bet your ass, I'm buying as many seats as they'll let me. Even Whatever if, the max is, right? Yeah, so I can resell a couple. Yep. <laughs> and then you're going for free. Absolutely. That's the plan. 
Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, second question here for you, Denim. Uh, it's also a very important question. What do you keep your thermostat at? Okay, so uh, I, I'm going to say 69, 68. Um, Perfect. I, I, like it, I like it cold, though. Perfect answer. I, I, I keep the fan on in the winter, too, so I'm one of them guys. Absolutely. Moving, you know. Yeah. But I'm a big now, boy. I'm about six one, two forty. I'll sweat. You know what I mean? I gotta gotta oh, yeah. cool. Hell yeah! Absolutely. I like it when it's perfect, where you can actually open the windows and get that nice cool breeze in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then waking up as the sun's coming up and the birds are chirping. That's perfect. perfect. Mm-hmm. Hallmark card. <laughs> plus, yeah, plus <laughs> you don't have to have the heat or the air conditioning on. So cheaper. save that money. Wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Save it on fun stuff. <laughs> Yeah, we usually get that for what, like three days in the spring and fall, and then the <laughs> terrible weather. Yeah, and there's three days in this year. Those three days won't be together either. They'll be spread out. No, yeah, they'll be just sporadic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, man. Also, sorry, real quick, for those listening, I do apologize. My voice is not back to normal. We were at uh, Revolver on Saturday, Wrestling Revolver in Dayton. And I screamed myself hoarse, and okay. my voice is still on the way back. So <clears throat> it's like you're changing your voice again. <laughs> yeah, right. A second puberty. I'm feeling very verklempt. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So I like to go and uh, scout a lot of other promotions, and Wrestling Revolver is one that I've you know heard good stuff about, but I haven't personally made it to. So there's probably six to eight within the greater uh, loop here that I've actually gone and checked stuff out, but. I'm guessing you guys would recommend them as to uh, they, they got good uh, time somewhere to check. Yes. So, Man, they're, they're uh, awesome. I'm actually wearing this Tusslemania shirt. That is uh, our buddy Roland Lugo. He does a lot of uh, ringside, uh, not not just ringside. He'll do like promo shoots, whatever. He does uh, photography, videography. You've probably seen some of his stuff. It's very – he's got – his videos have a very unique look about them. Um, but if you ever need a ringside photographer or videographer, I highly suggest hiring that man because he really makes stuff look awesome. He okay. has the eye. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's amazing. The, the um, artwork and the artistry that comes out. What, of what was his name again? Uh, Roland, so his, his brand is Tussle Mania. Okay. Um, you always see this logo. There's different variations of it, but sure. uh, his name is Roland Lugo and he is absolutely fantastic i think he's based out of uh florida um ccw wrestling yeah uh yeah ccw is his is his home promotion but uh he does all the stuff for revolver all their promo shoots all their uh all their video and editing and every well him and sammy callahan do it but he he does like shoots it all and man he just i can't say enough good things about him Revolver does that that uses like Sammy's students from his school and do, is that right? And did did they run like every couple months or how often do they run? Um, so they they don't use a ton of his students. They use some. Uh, a lot of a lot of his students are usually like security and stuff like that, or helping helping backstage, you know, doing roadie stuff. Yeah, you got to work um, your way up the system. So yeah, yeah, they. I mean, they. They've had some some really big guards, man. Like they had, uh, the, I mean, this last one we were at was uh, Jake Chris versus Steve Macklin for the revolver title. Um, they had a, a golden ticket gauntlet, which was essentially like a over the top rope Royal Rumble, 
and whoever wins gets a, a title shot at any at any point. And uh, yeah, we have a shark concept to that in our company. I think yeah. a lot of people go with that one. Uh, shark Boy showed up at, yeah. at, at that, which was which was outrageous and awesome. Um, but he all they also had an eight man tag. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with SGC Second Gear Crew. Um, I'm not no. Uh, Mance Warner, one called Manders, and okay, uh, so I'm, Matthew, I'm Matthew Justice, uh, and they had John Moxley team with them, mm-hmm. um, and that I was mean, against uh, the Rascals, which is Trey Miguel, Myron Reed, uh, Zachary I Wentz. Them. I know them guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, they. I mean, they just they have some absolutely insane cards. Uh, Who are those yeah. guys trained by? Are those are those Sammy's guys? So I, Rascals. I mean, I think Trey Miguel came from a guy named Justin Carnes, who wrestles as Crimson uh, mm-hmm. up at the top of Ohio. And then I don't Toledo, know. Toledo, yeah. Yeah, Toledo, yeah. And then I'm not sure about the other guys. I just, I've talked to Trey <laughs> all of the guys. Because I had never heard of them until Revolver. Matter of fact, there's quite a few people that are. And you know what? Now, now that I'm thinking about this, I remember Myron reaching out to me when he was about 19, and I think he was working out of Louisville. So I don't know if he was being trained down there, Ohio Valley or what. He, he does a lot of. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, down that way, so I think he is out of there. Uh, I know he's doing like New South Wrestling and Derby City and stuff like that. Yeah, and then but, Wentz uh, knew it all about where he's from. They they usually run uh, once a month, and they so, so far they've been alternating between Iowa and Dayton because Sammy's brother has um has a house out in Iowa or something like that, and. Uh, they okay. they pull some pretty big crowds out there. Um, well, yeah, that, that's like a really cool footprint for the organization too. I didn't realize that they uh, had that big of a range. That's cool. Oh yeah, well, and that that's the thing is they're kind of branching out right now. Uh, they're they're going to Texas uh, in July, uh, and I, I believe they are going to start branching out even more. So yeah, it's a it's a really awesome. Not to like you know. Uh, obviously, we can talk about your promotion too, but yeah, they, oh, we'll uh, get to that. They're they're, they're they're pretty fantastic. Yeah, I like to delve into any of that stuff though, because uh, the more knowledge I can have, and there's so much wrestling out there right now, and it's so hard for me to keep up. Like, I have a team, a board of directors, and stuff. So, like, I always believed you're only as good as people you surround yourself with. So, I'm always trying to soak up like a sponge of knowledge from whoever I can. Right. Yeah, sorry. Um, you have to excuse us. We're just kind of off the adrenaline high of we had. A, we all just had an all-around great experience Saturday, and that's yeah. you know what all these events are all about. And still, as you know, grown men, you know, mm-hmm. going there and getting yeah. that full and I mean, just absolutely. Yeah. Just I'd say ninety-eight percent of people involved in wrestling are you know fans or marks or whatever you want to call them. The two percent is going to be people like uh, the Road Warriors and stuff, where some promoter just saw them was like, "Hey, you need to come be a part of this." Or, or, you know, some smoking hot girl that's going to be a valet. But other yeah, than right. people like that, like, we're all super fans. I mean, yep. that's what it is. Man, um, I still got to gotta thank you for one of my favorite moments of all time, man. I don't know if you remember. Give, give me a hint. What, what, what are we talking about? Uh, you had uh, Adam Rose uh, versus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rosebud. Okay. And I got to be a Rosebud. And it was uh, such a, a, a huge story because that was one of the first matches he came back super big. Yeah. And everyone wanted to talk about the difference in his size, and they kept showing the clip of him coming out. From that on the border. Yeah. yeah. It was me, uh, you know, behind the behind him dressed as Stitch. 
Wasn't uh, Justin Xavier in there too? <laughs> yep, it was cool, man. I, I, I uh, you know, that was one of my favorite moments, man. That was pretty cool. So I think I think that's when we had him wrestle Brian Pillman at Blue Note, right? Yes, sir. So we did. Oh, wow. I think we did. We did that match a couple times. I think we ended up doing it twice, and uh, that was a big hit for us. And as far as I know, um, Adam Rose is his name's uh, Ray. I, I believe Ray wrestled his last match ever at Battle on the Border, unless. Like he told me he was retiring. I haven't heard of him being back since then. And it was against Aaron Williams up in Hamilton uh, when we did a Christmas chaos at the FGW arena. Yeah. Okay. Love Aaron. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Aaron Williams' ratings, man. I've said it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that guy isn't. Uh, Unsigned and don't care, right? Yeah. yeah man, I he should be signed. The only thing I can think is it's got to be maybe just his height because he's 5'10 or 5'11. Not even to say that small, but – his in-ring talent is up here. Like he's got speed, he's got strength, he's got technique. I don't know what's holding him back, other than unless people just want big guys. Yeah, I mean, hell, a lot of the wrestlers we've met. I mean, Eric Powers over him, and I mean, there yeah. there hasn't been a ton of people <coughs> we met, you know, minus like a Kevin Nash or Madman Fulton stuff like that. Yeah, guys that are, yeah, 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 just you know, freakishly tall. So why do you guys think that would be that someone like him would be unsigned? Like, what's your theory? Just bad I, luck? I mean, maybe the right person hasn't seen him yet. That's all I can say, man. Everywhere. I mean, I could you could say the same thing about like Jack Vaughn, dude. Like that dude would be awesome on an AEW or I mean, hell, even NXT. Like he, so he's a he's a proven draw. Like, and he's he, TikTok viral, right? Yeah. yeah, right. Like, I mean, didn't that the stuff that WWE loves being all like social media conscious and all that shit? As long as you're not making like, money off of it, yeah. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but so something, nah, we're need some something there with Jack Vaughn. Uh, he was uh, wrestling as Muldoon for many years, and yeah. I think he's only done the the Jack Vaughn thing for maybe like three years or something. So, like, if he would have had this gimmick all along, I would think he would be signed by now. Maybe. Yeah. So I, I still, th- I still think he could be though, man. Because he, I mean, he would just. But he needs to do it soon because he's in his late thirties now. Yeah, so, needs to happen next two years or so. Diamond Dallas Page, that shit, man. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that's a rare to hit a home run like that. Oh yeah, that dude's yeah. just like I don't, I don't know. I've listened to him talk, and it is just incredible the kind of regimens and stuff. That... Yeah, his flexibility, and he's how old is he? Like sixty. I mean, he can just yeah. move around ridiculous still in his sixties. I think. Makes us I, look like shit. I know. It's like EDP yoga. And that, that's what Mike was saying. I tower over a lot of these guys, but their athleticism towers over me by mountains. Yeah. So, or or yeah. the other thing for me, like I'm bigger than a lot of my wrestlers, but they have the cardio and I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to run around like that. So that's yeah, kind like, of a big deal. I, yeah, I, who was it we met? It was not the this past revolver show. Oh, Bandito. It was at a couple revolver shows ago. And like I, you know, stood next to him. And yeah, I tower over that guy, but that guy could also probably pick me up over his head. No effing problem. I've seen him do it to multiple guys my size. So. Yeah, man. And, and when I was younger, I, I got really humbled. And this isn't exactly uh, wrestling, but I was in a place called Nishimi Dojo and I was with a fifth degree black belt named Ben Nishimi. And, you know, I was heading by about 40 pounds. He was only about 5'10", 185. And uh, he was, like, leg kicking me to death. And he was in and out. And, like, every time I'd swing, he was gone. And, like, yeah, speed and cardio can kill if you don't know how to handle that, right? Yep. Yeah, like a cartoon. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
So, man, tell us how how far back does your wrestling fandom go, man? What uh, what was the spark for you? So, the earliest thing that I remember in wrestling would be about 1985, and that would be like the Von Erichs and the Freebirds, and then like the death of Gino Hernandez. Like, so I was only three years old then. I was born in '82, and that's the earliest I can remember is the uh, World Classic Championship Wrestling down in uh, Dallas area, Texas, all that. But then the first pay-per-view that I ever got, I talked my dad into at five years old in 1987, getting Hogan versus Andre, WrestleMania three, Pontiac Silverdome. And I think that's the one that just like maybe took it to the extreme and made it a lifetime thing. Like that one was like larger than life, but I actually didn't start with WWE. It was, a, it was a, the smaller shows, but the, the big guys locked me in. That's what so I you, you put them over that 93,000 threshold is what you're saying. You and your dad got there and they were like, we got it. 93,000. Well, I wasn't there live for that. I would say, and I watched it. The, the only, oh, you watched it. Okay. Yeah, the, the only WrestleMania I went to live was the one in Detroit with uh, Trump. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> that was an interesting one. Yes, <laughs> no one, no. Absolutely. You saw the president of the United States. Yeah. Who would have known? Right. Terribly performed. It's the best WrestleMania ever. Everybody's saying it. Everybody's <laughs> saying it. It's huge. It's huge. Everybody agrees. It was huge. Ask anyone. Um, and then the, the other one that always sticks out to me is I got to go to the first ever King of the Ring at the Nutter Center up in Dayton back in 93. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that was cool experience. Really? I didn't know that was there. Yeah, because that was a new event, and I'm like, okay, this, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got tickets for SummerSlam this year. I'm excited for that one. So we're going to go out to Detroit ourselves here soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little uh, trip up there, about five hours. Not too bad, right? Yeah. Actually, we we Googled it. It's only like four. Yeah. 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 You guys are a little north of me, probably. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Very good. are doing Detroit. That's right. Because the three of you doing the road trip? Yeah. Yep. Well, my brother's going. Well, and his, his, yeah. his brother. Yeah. So, so flip the script to you guys. Where did the uh, dad world order come from? Was it always you three? Did you start it like one day just popped in your head or like, how did this happen? Well, it's a beautiful story. It's actually these, story. these two start with however I can point here. These two started it with somebody else, actually. So there's there. They're technically uh, four, four members so far at this point of the DWO. Uh, okay. Brando, uh, he stepped away and then. I randomly met these guys uh, at, well, I met Big Rig at a Danhausen signing. Yep. And uh, we hit it off. We started bullshitting and we went to a wrestling show together. And then uh, he fun fact that wrestling show was a Battle on the Border show. Yeah, yeah it was your show. Yeah. It was your That was show the, the first wrestling event me and Cephas ever attended was Battle on the Border. Yeah. Was, that, was that one of the Blue Note ones or where was it? No, that was out at uh, River's Edge. It was on Cleves. Oh, so you guys, you, you've been to that one. Okay, I love that yep. venue. That's like, oh, oh, yeah. That's See, cool. and that's that was the cool thing for me. I grew up in Rain, so, like, I used to play, you know, flag football and shit at River's Edge all the time. So, like, when I saw it was there, I'm like, oh, cool. This should be fun. Like, I know yeah. the venue. And, uh, yeah, that was awesome. I believe you fought lead better. I did, yeah. Yeah, in the cage. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I took a bunch of staples to my head and – you know what was really bad? I took those staples. I'm thinking, man, this is going to uh, look like hooks here. It's going to be a good show, bleed everything. Well, the blood didn't really come out until after the match when the referees pulled him in the back. Then I'm bleeding like a stuck pig and no one's <laughs> You should have just yanked a couple out. <laughs> yeah. So while I was in the ring, I should have just started pulling them. 
Well, that was another fun match was Hooks and uh, Ed Gonzalez. We just had him on. Yeah, uh, we just had Ed on last week. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, Ed's yeah. long longtime friend. So I'm, I'm going to tell you guys a, a secret for Ed. You know, Ed is retired like Heather, right? Yeah. yeah. Every time I get him to do a comeback, I negotiate with him when he's drunk. Because he is <laughs> – He's a man of his word, so he'll say, "Hey, I'm retired. I'm retired." You get him about six shots in, get him to a handshake deal. The next day, you know, he'll he'll regret it, but he will realize that he committed, and he'll end up sticking with it. So, yeah. I don't think he'll see this and know my strategy, but I, I, he might have. <laughs> well, apparently, he uses that strategy on other people because he did the same thing at Squared Circle to a to a talent that he had attending the show. Got him drunk, and then had him agree to be a part of his show the next day, and they're like, "Yeah, okay." reluctantly agreed because so he learned he learned from you he's like hey people use this on me i'm gonna use it on other people i believe he told the story here too didn't he he did yeah (laughs) that's funny you guys both talk about the same exact both utilizing the same tactic to get people to wrestle (laughs) old old trick and but it's reliable man i I feel like (laughs) and and uh yeah i'm gonna stick with that one love it we were actually got we actually uh worked together previously and um us too yeah. like us the too. phone business or no 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 we were uh maintenance technicians we both worked uh at a place called perfetti uh it's where they make airheads actually down in erlanger okay um and uh after i left there we you know kind of talked here and there but then uh, we both ended up going to the aw the first aw show in cincinnati uh, it was one right after punk came back yeah, I think and, Brian Hellman, my boy, was uh, a part of that, wasn't he? He got a good. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh we were. Trust me, that was that was dope. That he was yeah, the uh, yeah. Rampage main event, and him and him and Mox after the show singing the Skyline theme song. It was. No, awesome. That's what they did. I didn't know that. That yeah. was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. it was oh, really yeah. cool. Two hometown favorites. Yep. <laughs> well, that's that was the thing is, uh, dude. That was all the way back when the acclaimed were heels. Like everybody hated them. Dude, they couldn't um, be a heel now. They're just too. It's impossible. I mean, I think it's mostly Max, right? But regardless, yeah, I'm, it was I'm, just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm digging the rhymes. I, I love his controversy level. I like how he'll say almost. Oh, anything. he just he just loves getting pops out of people, man. Doesn't matter what it is. And I, I like the fact that they don't disclose what he's going to say ahead of time either. So he's out here talking about these people's, you know, wives and all this stuff. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Might get him smacked around in the back. You got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a trigger. But hey getting cucked by a kid named Dominic. <laughs> Dude, that was so good. Yeah, that, that, that was like the zinger of that one. He was, he was ripping on uh, the House of Black, and they're all yeah. white, and they're wearing oh, yeah. black face. And <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so, yeah, so that uh, I ended up see. Did I see you at that show, or did I just, like, text you because I, I saw that you posted you were at the show or something? Yeah, we had talked and about we, going, and you brought Emmy, yeah. and I was a hot mess. I pretty yeah, Mike, way too hard. Mike was a few pops deep. Um, Daddy pops. Daddy pops. Uh, but I, we just ended up texting a lot about it, and another guy that we worked with, um, him and Mike talked at work, <laughs> and it just kind of became a group chat, you know, just talking about wrestling every week. You know, oh, can you believe what happened, whatever. And we were, I mean, it was constant, man. It wasn't like every couple days. It was every single day we were talking about wrestling. And eventually we were like, why don't we just do this on camera? You yeah. know, and uh, kind of started from there. And it, I mean, it's been a, a, 
a lot of uh, how learning long experiences. How long have you been doing uh, it now? Last September is when we started it, so not even a year yet. So you should do a really big one for your year anniversary. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna. Everybody's got like gonna, some kind of cool guest. Maybe everyone's got a bottle or something. Like you just so maybe for our for our maybe. one year anniversary, we're gonna have Tony Khan and Vince McMahon on at the same time. <laughs> that's, what happens. Oh, that's right. <laughs> or maybe now. Or maybe we speak with you privately off the air, and maybe we, you know. Yeah, you're not going to have Denim Blevins in, so you have the three powerhouses. Give we'll us have t- Tony Khan, Denim Blevins, and Vince McMahon, and, Vin- and Vince, and maybe Triple H, just for just for yeah. a little There's extra. There's not um, an elephant in that room, is there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's uh, like I said, we started with Brando. Um, he ended up having to step away, uh, unfortunately, but uh, still a Cephas, member. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Cephas kind of stepped in, and uh, he was a he was he was a guest a couple times, and then eventually we were just like, dude, you just want to keep coming on, and right. uh, it just kind of developed into that. Originally, it was just going to be, oh, we're going to have you on for Wolfpack Thursdays, and then it was like, well, we're just going to have you on all the time. That's <laughs> <So. laughs> good. It's good wrestling is one of them things that if it's like this for you guys it makes me feel young because I'll, I'll be 41 years old here in september and like it takes me back to my childhood you know i got a full-time job i do all these things and when i'm at the wrestling events or talking about wrestling i'm not worried about anything i'm just being suddenly having fun you know what i'm saying so that's why i like it it's kind of like when i go out and play softball with my buddies i'm just forgetting about the world yep I think it's important to have fun, man. It's important to still not necessarily be a kid or be childish or whatever you want to call it, but it's important. Some kind of outlet, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's important to have fun in this on this trip that we have on this weird ass planet, you yeah. know. <laughs> and with all the crazy stuff going on in the world, you know, for a few hours a week, you know, to be able to escape that and you know to this fantasy world of professional wrestling, and it's. I don't know about how your experience is, but I know for us, it's a lot of positivity that comes out of it, which is kind of weird that something that's kind of centered around violence is, you know, has so much positivity emanating from it. uh, I've come to notice that uh, the wrestling community is like a collection of misfits and I fit right in with that. So, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yep. And it's, it's one of those things that like, I, I personally am able to, you know, share it with my kid. She loves it. We watch Dynamite SmackDown every single week. She comes to shows with me. Um, I know Mike gets to, you know, share it with his son. Uh, his daughter just came to a show with us recently. I know Cephas shares it with his his kid. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I can go and I can kind of act like a kid again for a couple hours when we go to a show or even when I'm watching from home, you know, I can act like an idiot and just it's fun bonding with my kid over something like that. So, so I'm out too. You talking about the uh, family thing that makes me ha- have to mention this right here. So, and uh, family has been a big part of mine and that's, that's my two brothers there, uh, Brandon and Jeremy. I, I don't know if you guys know, both of them have passed. Uh, Jeremy was found dead in 2022 at 31 
Oh, and then shit. Brandon was found dead in 2019 at 33. So I'm the only brother left. But both of them were in my Hall of Fame for our company, along with uh, Bobby Fulton, Rob Conway, Shane Douglas, and Heather Owens, which is Ed's wife. But my point I'm getting at here is like it's family based. So my mom works the door every show. My sister is always at the shows. Uh, my dad's Adam, uh, cousins, my nieces and nephews. My brothers were both directly involved before they passed. Uh, so yeah, like big time family experience for me. Yeah, it's yeah. so awesome. and it's one of the coolest things ever to be able to share that with your family. Um, which I know some people do. Uh, you know, kind of participate in wrestling maybe because they don't have one, or you know, they lost you know a family member and the, it makes them feel like a part of one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really cool to just even if you are coming in with your family, just that whole everybody that's there it just feels like a big family you know um, yeah and, and and i personally use it as a way to like honor my brothers and stuff too because yeah you know, th- things like that in life you can either have that glass be half full or half empty and i know that they wouldn't want me to sit around sad so like i have had trophies with both of their names for the hall of fame made presented to my mom she accepted them for him so like my brother jeremy he's He's in the Battle on the Border Hall of Fame for our softball team. His number three is retired and is on the sleeves of our jersey, so he's known in the softball community. And then also, uh, once a year up in Morrow, Ohio, we have the Jeremy Blevins Memorial 3-on-3 basketball tournament because he was big into that. And all the proceeds from that I take and donate toward my sister's kids' college fund so that it seems awesome. like – it seems like they're still getting a gift from their uncle Jeremy, even though he's been there you go. so yeah. any of that stuff. Like, but I use the wrestling to lift people up, whether it be my family or uh, different sports teams. I've used them for like doing fundraisers, helping them make money. I've supported right. the VFW. So they get the alcohol sales because my grandpa fought in battle of the bulge. Uh, so that's another thing you guys might not know that the acronym battle on the border came from my grandfather who died, or died right before I started the company, and he fought in Battle of the Bulge in World War II. So I took the BOTB, Battle of the Bulge, and made it Battle on the Border and started doing shows at the VFWs. And wow. To try to, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, try to tribute my grandpa. You That's, just took one of my questions I had wrote down for you. I was going to yeah. ask where the name came from. <laughs> no, that's super cool. I actually um, was uh, just recently, like, last week watching uh band of brothers which that mm-hmm. battle is a part of that mini series so uh that right. that's right here in the forefront of my mind when you mentioned that so that's wow that's wild but, but uh, that he, he came home from that that's yeah. really amazing but as far as saying the name so yeah that acronym that's how i came and then specifically battle on the border because we started on the uh, harrison west harrison line and our events were jumping from Indiana to Ohio. I thought oh, okay. that, I thought that gave us kind of a unique perspective down there, where we could hit two states, and uh, yeah, it kind of kind of vibe. Yeah, I like it. Did you have like people like on each side, and you had almost yeah? So so there? when I first started, we would literally do like this is guys representing Indiana, this guys representing Ohio, to like have them fight like that. Now okay. it's gotten big enough where we've gone to enough different cities and stuff. It's not really like that so much anymore. But that's where the roots come from. I mean, has there ever been a show? Have you ever done one, or is it a possibility to actually do one on the border somewhere? Ah. I don't know if you can find somebody with a farm that is has the state line running right through it and be like, let's do it right here. So we, we did this. Oh! 
And, and Wes, That's awesome. West Harrison on the state line. It was at MVP Sports. And I got the police officers to shut down the street on the actual state line. And uh, it was a wrestler named Johnny Knockout and a wrestler named Kalam. They went from one state to the other and back for the pinfall. So they wrestled one match in two states. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. We that just so cool. Explored that gimmick. You got to, right? If, 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 Absolutely. You got the name. You got to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's there, you got to do it. Right. Yeah, that's super cool, man. Yeah, as soon as you said, like, oh, it's kind of by the border, I'm like, you have to do a show on the border then. Yes. Uh, yes. So, yeah, that's cool. So your current world champion is Brian Pillman Jr., correct? Yeah, he's been the champ for about a year, man. He's had uh, quite the run of success, beat a lot of so, uh, big guys. He's been he's been absolutely uh, astounding to watch. We've seen him at several different places, several times with you, but we've seen him all over the place as well. What's he, what's he like, man? Is he is he as uh, energetic as he seems, man? Is he or is he more laid back, or how how is Brian Pillman outside the ring? All right, so that that's a, an interesting question. Um, Brian is a guy that actually has been with Battle on the Border since before he started training to be a wrestler. So I knew him before that, and just because I thought he like looked like his dad and stuff before he had ever got trained or anything, I had him come to the Battle on the Border events and just like sign autographs and things like that. I had him, I remember, do commentary for a match between uh, Chase Owens and Ricky Morton, and so he was involved with the company before he even started wrestling and such. And uh, yeah, very laid back. Um, we would you know have drinks together after the shows and things like that. Um, he's appeared for me down at the uh, Florence Freedom representing Battle on the Border, like throwing out a first pitch and stuff like that. So he's, oh, cool. he's one of my go-to guys, man. Um, he's uh, For having all the things that he has going for him, uh, he's very down to earth. He's on our list to uh, get on the show. He's already agreed to. He actually agreed to do our show before, but we just haven't set it up yet. But he's on our list. we got to get him on here at some point. He's yeah, that, that, that's the thing. The scheduling can be a conflict because – uh, all his appearances have to run past Tony Khan's desk. Yeah. So mm -hmm. basically, he's been with us a long time, so he can get that stuff passed. But obviously, they have priorities. So I've had times before where I've announced, you know, a, a main event, and then a couple weeks before AEW, you know, adds an event. Obviously, I'm not going to be in a bidding war with Tony Khan, so uh, we have to yeah. work around that. <laughs> so yeah, that that's a little bit of a hassle. But even beyond that, Brian still probably makes seventy percent of our shows. I would say. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's cool. You know, a guy, I, that's one thing I've really appreciated about AEW is them allowing their talent to do, uh, you know, indie shows and stuff like that. And the fact that the talent still wants to do them, you know, like when we were at revolver, like Mox was there, like that dude could go sit at home and come to dynamite every other week and he'd be fine, but <laughs> he can retire he, that, right now and do nothing. That's yeah. not that's not who he is though, and that's that's I just it makes me respect him all the more. Like he just he's a journeyman man. He just well, wants to go out there and work. Like Mox, I mean, he used to work uh, hardcore in this area, kind of like my guy Hooks does now. So right, if, if you were doing that for peanuts, I mean, you're a lover of the sport. You're not really in it to be rich. So I don't think Mox got in it quote to be rich. Like yes, that's an right. Event. I'm sure he's happy about that, but I think he just originally loved wrestling, and then it worked out for him. Yeah, and like I mean, for so me, it's – it's. I'm sorry, go ahead. It just seems like he's having so much more fun now, now that he can kind of – Yeah, like the shackles, shackles have been taken off of him, the handcuffs taken off, however you want to put it. Uh, he's got that creative freedom. His bills are paid, so now he gets to play. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, he's a made man. Um, yeah, I just uh, I I totally brain farted on what I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, now I know what I was going to say. Um, not, you know, not just Mox, but like Pillman too, and stuff like that. Like, you know, they could very well be like, you know, oh, I made it now. I don't have to do this stuff anymore. But they, you know, it just shows how loyal they are to their roots, and I I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, they want to give back and uh, mm-hmm. help out the next generation, all them type of things. Yeah, that, you're right. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, so, mm. you've had a lot of stars come through Battle on the Border, but one I've seen a lot of, man, that I have a ton of respect for is Bobby Fulton. How'd that, how'd that come about, man? Did you just randomly see him at a, a, a show or... or Okay, uh, Bobby Fulton, if I'm remembering this correctly because it's been a long time ago, I believe he was a referral to me through Iron Man Rob Conway. Those guys are pretty close, and Rob Conway put me in contact with him. And uh, Bobby Fulton has been one of my MVPs. As I told you, the initial Hall of Fame ever was uh, my brother who you know helped set up the ring and all that and passed away first, along with Bobby Fulton and Rob Conway. So that was the first three people in in 2021. And then in 2022, my other brother had passed, and then him along with Hardcore Heather and then Shane Douglas. I mean, that's obviously I think of him up here in my Hall of Fame. He's got trophies. He's booked at all of our shows. Right now he's Bobby Fulton's managing uh, the seven-foot monster Paxton Calloway. And then he's also – Hey, so we have, we have a once a year uh, match called the Bobby Fulton Rumble, and it's it's uh, a battle royal basically, and the winner of that gets a one year contract to have Bobby Fulton manage him. So that's how he got uh, locked up with Paxton, and then last year Justin Xavier, if you guys know who that is, that's um, high flying guy. Yep, he just linked up with Jake Christ. Yeah, so so something cool about Justin Xavier, you guys are probably like this. He and his family are like personal friends my whole life before into wrestling. So Justin Xavier used to be a front row battle on the border fan as a kid. He wasn't even old enough or anything. And he would just buy tickets every show with his family. He also played on my softball team at River City West or Rumpke. He was our right fielder. He's got a really good arm and all that. Uh, him, uh, Jaden Jett also was on that same team. So uh, those guys, once they got 18, were like, hey, Denim, can we uh, get trained? I want to be a part of it, not just be a fan. And uh, right here where I'm sitting is where they were sitting with me before they went to their first uh, class ever. And, like, we we're just talking about, you know, go do it and stuff because they're getting a little bit of nerves. It's day one and all that. So those two guys, I just – I love them so much just because they went from being fans to being being wrestlers. And the only other guy that would uh, fall into that exact same category is a guy named Amos, if you guys know Amos. Oh, I know Amos. So Scotty and I play softball together and all that, and he also came to battle on the border as a fan. Uh, sent him to Cody Hawk, told him, hey, you get trained where he certifies you and, and you'll be part of the show. And uh, Amos has made me proud since then. So all, all those guys. Wow. He's fantastic. Uh, like I uh, I watched him a lot at FGW because FGW is right down the, ha- the street from me. So, uh, you know, uh, it was an awesome Friday night when it when it was where it was at. And, man, he he has a way with the crowd. He is a really good face. And they don't like, see a lot of those in, in the indies these days. I feel like he wasn't he four time wrestler of the year for him. I believe so. Yeah, I feel like I saw that online. I mean, uh, that right there speaks volumes when you've only had a five year career and you're four time yeah. franchise player there. I mean, 
I knew no matter who, who he was facing, I was going to be entertained. Well, so, something else cool about Amos, a lot of times when these guys go to get trained, it'll take like, depending, if you have a good trainer, so say someone like a Cody Hawk and that, like the, some of these schmucks will certify people really quick, but it doesn't mean much, right? So if you have a good trainer, usually it's like six months to maybe even a year until your show ready. And uh, Cody Hawk told me after four months that Amos was ready to get in the ring for me. So that was the fastest wow. I'd ever seen someone develop through a legitimate system. And uh, he was on my show, and Cody said, hey, he didn't miss a single practice. He was the hardest worker. Like, So I said, okay, you're in, man. Like, That makes me super-duper proud when you can get through faster than anybody has done. That's cool. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it, you know, when, so, when I send someone like Scotty there – I'm either going to look good or look horrible because I'm sending to Cody, and if he's some schmuck, Cody's going to be like, Denim, why are you sending me these turds? You know what I mean? But then on the other hand, if he comes out and turns into one of the main guys in FGW and all that, then it's like, okay, now you maybe look good, Scotty. I appreciate that. Oh, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a good prospect, dog. That's all I'm saying. You you definitely uh, you definitely set that set that guy on a good track because he's made an impact. And then I don't, I don't know like how long you guys have been following him, man, but – Scotty weighed about what I weigh, about 240, and he's probably only 5'10 when he got into wrestling. Now now he's maybe 175, one, something like that. Like, he's lost maybe six wow. pounds. And he was out. a chubby guy? Yeah, he was He was thick. Like, we played softball and stuff together. Yeah, he, he would uh, party it up and, and be thick. But yeah, That's he, crazy. I'm telling you, man, you'd have to confirm with him what he lost. But I'm going to say it's like 60 pounds. He's cut. Wow. Dude, he looks like... He looks chiseled in a way. Yeah, and he doesn't look like the fat guy that lost weight, if you know what that no. is. Like, he actually looks like he was always skinny. Yeah. Lucky ass. Right? <laughs> Just undying determination. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man, that is awesome. Well, I, I think he did it the right way, though, because he slowly lost that weight. It's like he would just lose a few pounds every month, a few pounds every month. Like, it was a very good process for him. That's awesome. Right? So your next show, what is uh, what is the next show uh, date for you guys? Okay, uh, the next one is uh, July 2nd, and it's going to be something new. Uh, it's in Middletown. It's our first time ever going there. So I have a buddy who owns the old fire department up there, and he's uh, donated to me. They're going to have fireworks and all that. We're going to have uh, a little bit of fan appreciation activity, so there's going to be some pre-show matches. Um, there's going to be a little uh, cornhole tournament during the day that involves some of the wrestlers. Uh, we have more matches than normal. Uh, it's going to be BYOB, so you know, bring your own beer. That always helps uh, draw some people out. Oh yeah, but That's yeah, right in my alley. Yeah, we have uh, four. We, we have five different divisions with champions, uh, and well, four of our champions are going to be there. Four of the divisions champions. So uh, Brian Pillman Jr. will be there. Uh, he's our heavyweight champion. Jaden Jett, who's our zero gravity champion, will be there. Hooks, the hardcore champion, will be there. And then our tag team champion, they're led by uh, David Spector, but it's Madman Fulton and Congo Kong. Uh, so all those guys will be there. And then the only champ we have that won't be there uh, lives out in Seattle, and that's our women's champion, Malia Osaka. So it's just a little okay. bit, you know, she'll be back soon. But as far as juggling all these people's schedule, it's not as easy as what some folks may think. Yeah, you yeah, said at the, yeah, at the sure. fire department in Middletown is where it's going to be at? The old fire department. Uh, so it's not currently a fire department. I guess it was a few years ago, and my buddy bought the building, and now he oh. has – it's called uh, Slab Jacks. He has a T-shirt shop ran out of there now. 
I'm wrestling t-shirt guy. There's wrestling there. I feel like I got to go, man. You're yeah, one. You're this one absolutely, <laughs> uh, you know, I've, it's not that I don't already have a million things on my plate, but I think I'm going to have to add yeah. a slice of battle on the border pie, man. Yeah, plus it's a Sunday and it's BYOB. I mean, you might as well, right? Man, and it's July. Absolutely. I'm off that whole next week after that. I took vacation. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like I got to fucking get ready for work or nothing. Same, you know? same here. So, the, the main card there is from about four till seven. That pre show is going to start at three. Uh, but I'm probably going to consume a lot of alcohol myself because I'm also off and it's a holiday. And this show is something that's like an add on to our schedule. So, it's something fun and something new. Like, we have, you know, our cornerstone events that we've always had. This is an expansion. This is something I want to go up there and have fun. That's what I'm going to do. Consider consider me a ticket sold, brother. I don't think I'm gonna have to bring my ass up there for that one. Maybe I can get old Pillman Jr. to do my T-shirt video with me. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I I had something we were working on for last show. It it, it could be maybe a little bit of a, a spoiler here, but uh, we're working on him having an entrance at the Cleves venue, Rivers Edge where he takes his motorcycle in. So we started actually because <laughs> that's a big concrete stretch down the middle. Oh, yeah. And yeah. If you bore up, he can just literally fly in like that. And uh, we haven't perfected it yet, but and that's going to get a pop if we pull that off, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Champ coming out on the motorcycle. I mean, come on. That's badass. Yeah. Oh, people go nuts for that. Right. Uh, River River's Edge going to approve that for you? Uh, so I'm really lucky with that because – I am the head umpire there also. So like, <laughs> yeah, so I've kind of have an in there and I've known the lady that runs it forever. So like those fields, they do indoor softball and all that. I'm the one that gets the umpires and assigns them and stuff like that. So we have a mutually beneficial relationship. I probably there have better chance of pulling it off than a lot of other people. Plus oh, yeah. the umpire. So you say what goes, you well, know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. So, were you always uh, interested in being a worker yourself, man, or did just running the business get you into being a worker? Or was it kind of a reciprocal <laughs> yin-yang kind of thing? Man, that, that's a, a tough question there because um, I have loved wrestling my whole life. But I've also, like, loved baseball and basketball. And, you know, I played on volleyball teams and flag football. I did amateur wrestling back in school. I've done some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, so basically every sport I loved. So to say – now, when I was a kid and stuff, I definitely, like, dreamed about wrestling and stuff. But, no, I wasn't actively pursuing it in any way. Um, but, I mean, I did like it a lot. I, I, you know, wrestled with my friends my whole life. Uh, we would throw on the boxing gloves. I had grappling mats. I had all that yes. stuff. We, we, whether it was real, we would do like legitimate sparring or we would do the WWE style, work everything out and scripted. Like, so I did that all along. But how it really came to be is uh, me getting pressured by other people that it would be best for business. So then I'm like, okay, I'm fully capable of doing it. So it's not anything like that. Uh, and if you guys think it's best for business, then I will do it. Did and they weren't wrong, brother. Because don't get me wrong, I was going to that show, yeah. but I would be lying if I didn't say that you versus Ledbetter was a draw for me. When I mm -hmm. saw that was going down, I was like, "Hey, I need to see how Denimax in a ring." Yeah, I need to see that myself. And B, I got to see them in a cage together. You know, I, I feel like it could be. It, it was. It was absolutely entertaining. Uh, I, uh, I I enjoyed every second of it, so I'm glad I went. Thank you. Yeah, it, me and Ledbetter have a lot in common. We, we're similar age. Um, we're similar size. Um, 
similar athletic backgrounds. We're similar the way we think as far as being somewhat articulate and be able to, you know, put together a plan and things like that. So there's actually, I, I think that's a really big part of it is the chemistry of uh, who your dance partner is. And that worked out pretty well, uh, especially for someone just jumping in head first like me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We're not, cause I, that was the first show that I had been uh, to um, that y'all had put on. And uh, when the cage match was coming up, Cephas turned to me. He's like, dude, that's, that's the guy that runs a promotion. And I was like, what? Like, why is this guy getting in the mat? And then it was that Mike said it a million times, uh, how it's always cool going to shows and seeing people that you wouldn't, you know, you don't know of or whatever. And they just make you a fan. So that's, you know, one of the coolest things to me is going in with no preconceived notions and then right. being like, wow, this Enjoy. was awesome. You know? So you got everything. So I would, I would tell you guys something funny about that match since you were there. Uh, Sergeant Ledbetter wasn't too happy with me uh, for this one, but, you know, he's my opponent, so that's going to happen. So I get that kendo stick in the ring, and I that was my first time ever swinging a kendo stick in my life. I've swung a million baseball bats and this, that, and the other. So when I grabbed that kendo stick, I end up going up on the uh, second rope and jumping down and tattooing him with that across the head. Well, I grabbed that thing in reverse, so he got hit with the knob sticking out of the handle, so he didn't just get nailed with a kendo stick, but he got hit literally with that piece sticking out right across the head right there. And I didn't realize that until uh, after the match was over. But, you know, what are you going to do, right? So, what are you going to do? So, Jim, I, I hate to do this to you, but every once in a while when we have a guest on, uh, uh, one of us will realize that the guest looks like somebody. And, <laughs> you uh, told you. and we, I got it. we have decided uh, amongst ourselves – Okay. That, you are, that you are a dead ringer for a certain WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> him. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> That's oh, what I was laughing when you were telling the story. I started laughing. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing because Mike said that in the group chat. That might not be the most flattering picture of him, but <laughs> he is imposing, man. I've met him in person a couple of times. I'm like, I don't know how this guy's late 50s and looks like this i don't know but yeah i never realized how big he was like I, I watched him you know growing up my entire life and then like ended up i'm six one and he towered over me like seeing like it was some AEW match i can't remember which one it was but like he was wrestling somebody who i had seen in person so i knew exactly how tall they were and i saw how much taller he was and i was like holy shit like yeah, and it, you, it's just usually you guys start to lose a little height after fifty-two, and he's put he's pushing sixty years old and still that big. I like the best he's ever looked. Yeah, you notice a guy like Hogan; it looks like he's gone from like six seven to about six four. Right. <laughs> Twenty-four, twelve-inch pythons. Yeah, I think his wife got those three inches in the divorce. Oh. <laughs> oh. Have, have you guys have have any of you guys seen the video of Joey Janela trolling him at his at his restaurant down in Tampa? No. What, what's he do? He he went in dressed as Florida man, and like it, it was oh, karaoke, it was karaoke night, and he went in and sang uh, "Proud to Be an American" and like. Uh, I can't remember which one of the nasty boys was there, but they're all like standing behind him, like eating. Brian Hobbs. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, yeah, and he's like, "Hey, man, I've I've seen your butthole before," and like just doing like all this, like <laughs> took like went up to Hulk Hogan and gave him a high five, and then like stole a French fry off his plate, and like just doing all kinds of dumb shit, man. Pushing it's, the buttons to try to get that reaction. Oh, dude! If you get a chance, go watch it. It's one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever watched in my life, but it's great. So Joey Janela is someone that I've considered bringing into Battle on the Border. Please do. Uh, Please do it. So his trainer is a guy named Dan Pettit. He's wrestled for me as Dirtbag Dan. He, he come all the way from New Jersey, and he's our former hardcore champion. So you know, Dan actually mentioned to me before, well, what about we do a student versus teacher match out here, Dirtbag Dan versus Joey Janela. So that's something that is on my radar that maybe I would do that. You guys think that would be good? Oh, I, yeah. Absolutely. Anytime Amen. teacher versus student, too, I feel like those always work out pretty well. I will be there bright and early with that one. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is there uh, anybody that, that, you know, you personally that, that you'd love to have, but it just is just uh, like the unattainable or anything like that? Is there anyone on your dream list of you'd love to have perform at Battle on the Border? Man, that, that's, that's a uh, good question. I'm going to sit here and think just a little bit. Um, I know, like, from people that I've had, like, I always look forward to having Marty Janetti. Like, I consider him a pretty close friend. Uh, I hope he, his foot gets better. Well, dude, his foot's been like that for years, and it's actually he's got two bad feet. Um, but Marty is probably crazier in real life than what you see online. Yeah. So I'm, I'll, I'll give you a brief summary of this. I'm not going to say too much because I'm not going to incriminate anyone or anything like that. <laughs> we're, we're at a after party for Battle on the Border, and I have security staff. Well, some some of the security staff is not like wrestling security. They were actually like people that I knew from my personal life could handle themselves and stuff. All right. So this one particular guy is a iron horseman and he's, he's here at the after party with us. Well, his girlfriend's name is BJ and Marty keeps saying, BJ, get me a BJ. And like, just keep reiterating that cause he's stupid drunk. And I'm saying he said that double digit time, keep pushing his buttons. And uh, I remember this, horseman pulled me to the side and was like dude i'm about to uh, take care of this guy i'm trying to explain to him like well he's a legend well them guys don't care about that because he, <laughs> he didn't come no, not whatsoever <laughs> he didn't come to the event because he cared about wrestling anyways he was coming as a friend to be security and he don't even know who that is so basically i had to tell the guy like well i'm gonna have my people get him out of here and get him back home let's just uh, brush this under the rug right. right stuff like that be happening with marty pretty regularly um <laughs> Yeah, and then he also still has uh, has some game. Like, uh, we were at Harrison, a place called Triple Cats, and he got the uh, Triple Cats. Yeah, the, the three uh, hottest triplets in town digging him, and I'm thinking, like, dude, you're 20, 20 years older than me, and I'm lucky to get one girl, and you've got like these three girls sitting on your lap that are triplets. Like, I don't know what to say about that. And he must be hung like a horse or something, right? Like, I'm, he, <laughs> I don't know what's must have. <laughs> Must have learned a lot from his uh, tag team partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either that or he taught his tag team partner. That too, that too. You never know. Maybe Sean learned it all from him. I have had a few experiences with Marty myself. Uh, I Way before I even – I did a little bit of training myself, but I happened to luckily uh, just run into him through thanks to a group of friends. And I partied uh, at a party ha- at a house with him one night. And let me tell you, there's no out drinking or out partying that guy. Marty will do anything. I'm not going to elaborate on that, but he'll do anything. Uh, you ain't wrong. Yeah. You ain't wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you what, one more funny thing with him, all right? 
And I'm not going to say who this person is, but I'll say that they're a former uh, WWE tag team champion and they've been at Battle on the Border. Well, this person's telling me like that they're over in Europe with Marty and then they get in the scenario of going to have a threesome with this girl. And he said uh, as soon as Marty de-pantsed, himself backed out of it because he was like ashamed of himself. Like... That explains a lot, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. never mind. Peace out. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what? He's got us both covered. I'm just going to go have another beer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I took from that right there. <laughs> uh, but what you're saying, as far as the wrestlers, another one that has been fun every time that I've had around is the Sandman. Because he's oh, yeah. he's also uh, how you would imagine him to be, uh, <laughs> basically. And then if if we're gonna go past that, uh, someone that I'd really want to have that is probably you know remotely possible is Jerry Lawler. And the, the reason there is that I was uh, friends with his wow. son. I was friends with his son Brian Christopher, and uh, Brian died a very questionable death, as I'm sure you guys know. Like they said, it was. Yeah. A- they told the family it was over a fight during uh, lunch and uh, while he was in jail. Well, here's the thing. They said he got in, into a fight during a card game at lunch and then four hours later had hung himself. Well, anyone that's played cards before, you don't get in a fight with someone and then go kill yourself. You're mad at the other person. Like That doesn't make any sense to be mad at someone over a card game and then I go off myself, right? And then yeah, second of all, they said, oh, the, the cameras in that entire section went out. So like 14 cameras, including his room, not working when he killed himself. And then also, if you think someone's in that type of mentality, you don't have them back there with uh, any kind of shoestrings, which he allegedly used to do it. So there was like a lot of mystery surrounding that. But anyways, he, he was a good friend. And if I could get his dad to uh, be involved and maybe like someday put him in our Hall of Fame or something like that. That's something I would be very interested in doing. So I, I'd say Jerry Lawler would be up on that list for me. Let me oh, let me yeah. just throw this out there. Uh, I, I would be willing to. I mean, I'm, I'm not a rich guy or nothing, but I'd be willing to help sponsor that. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah. He is a bucket list guy for me. So mm-hmm. if there's anything I could do to get a personal, just fucking hey, how you doing? That isn't at a uh, convention, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, right. I think I would hop on that opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, I might be. We, able we can discuss more. <laughs> I, have, I have a uh, a good contact, a way to get him. Uh, pretty good friends with Brian's uh, number one student, and he came to battle on the border with him. His name's Bam Bam Bundy. So Bam Bam Bundy's oh, wow. connected with Jerry still. So yeah. That's that's intriguing to know, and I'll have to move it up on both of our bucket lists in that case. Yeah, I mean, not not wishing any ill will on him, but Jesus Christ, it's not like Jerry's lived an easy life. You know what I mean? The guy has survived some of the craziest shit in the world, man. And you're right. And it's wild considering that out of wrestling people, he seems to take care of himself better than everyone. Like he didn't party or anything. Yeah, but he still got like bad luck with health, bad luck with his family, like. Yep. But yeah, that, I would say, who who would be someone that you guys would want to see that's realistic uh, at Battle on the Border? Anyone have like a, a bucket list type person? Man, there's there's, there's quite good. a few. I think Jeff Jarrett would be a big one for me. That'd be dope. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of heel Jarrett. I love when he was uh, Intercontinental Champion wrestling with China. 
I think he was my first time I ever loved to heal. You know what I mean? I enjoyed him talking shit about women and then being the chicken shit. You know what I mean? So I, there's yeah. something about him being that character. But I think he would be a good one. I think uh, he would be a huge draw, too, for a lot of the local fans. I'm super impressed with how in shape he still is. It's right? insane. Like, I put him up there with Billy Gunn, like, just freaking yeah. your status. Like, what? And that – so I've, I've actually heard I, – I didn't make this uh, – Hold on. Sorry, I got my dog in my lap. Um, I heard somebody else say this, is the reason that Jared has been able to have so much longevity is he doesn't do anything that he didn't do. Like, he didn't do anything back in 95 that he can't still do now. You know what I mean? Like There's Very he, little wasted motion with him. Everything. Yeah, he's heard. doing the same. Briscoe, what are you doing? <laughs> Your dog's trying to make an appearance again. He's there trying. He Everyone, Briscoe. Briscoe. Right, you guys want to get my dog? I'll show you her real quick here. All right, Brownie. All right, here, girl. Here, say hi. Hey. That's your old mama. Yeah. Oh. yeah my, mine's, mine's a little kid that doesn't listen. <laughs> my cat's yeah, like 14 dogs right now. <laughs> yeah, my great Dane hit a litter of 10. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> They're beautiful, though. I want to keep them all, but I just logistically can't. <laughs> I need a farm. So in case you're wondering what I'm doing off screen here, because I've been kind of messing with something for a minute, my wife just walked in very quietly yeah. and gifted me a boy. <gasps> look at that! Look came up. Okay. Yeah. Is that like a late Father's Day thing, or I would I would say so. She I mentioned yeah. I mentioned last night after listening to our podcast that we did with someone else that I really need to upgrade my mic that I kind of sound like I'm in a can. So okay, look at you, fancy feast. Together, good stuff right there. Yeah, love it. Shout out to the wife. Yep, wives are dope. Oh, yeah. Happy life. Well, Denim, right. man, we've, we've got a nice hour. It's easy to talk to you, brother. Uh, easy to talk to you guys, too. I feel like we're just sitting around a bar. <laughs> that's yep. that's the exactly best what we kind of conversations for. we can get here, man. Yep. Is there I anything? Have one, we, oh, go ahead. Sorry, man. I have one last question, or at least maybe not the last question, but a question. How about that? Do Dude. you know what you call a girl in the middle of a tennis court? <laughs> Oh my God! I feel like I should know something clever here, but what what is it? Annette. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Dad, dad joke of the night. Oh, that's great. Man, besides uh, besides your show coming up on the second, is there anything else you want to promote before you get out of here? Or? Okay. Well, uh, so July twenty nine, we do our second annual Moore's Hill Mayhem. Uh, that's going to be really big, and I just. Uh, sent out a contract today uh brandon day cha challenged uh, shane douglas so shane douglas cool. verbally accepted to be there so that's july 29th out of moore's hill uh then august the 19th we're going to be a part of a new festival down in aurora indiana i'm not even sure what the name of the festival is but they're paying me to come in and have some wrestling matches during it so we'll be doing that Oh, wow. August 20th, we're back in Harrison, Ohio for uh, River City Wrestling, which is at one of the ballparks where I'm an umpire at, Rumpke Ballpark, River City West. So that'll be good down there on 128. Uh, September the 2nd, we're back in Cleves for Armageddon. So we'll have the cage, and that'll be a really big show at a, an awesome venue. 
And then I know October 7th, a Saturday, we're at the Farmer's Fair in Aurora, Indiana. And I think that's about as far as I got it booked out right now. Okay. And that's cool. hella booked. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I was going to say. That's I mean, really forecasted there. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, slowly growing over time and just uh, growing very methodically and just don't try to do too much too soon. Just keep, uh, keep the core together and just add little pieces here and there. Are you still having fun? Well, I'm having fun. I wouldn't do it if I didn't have fun, man. I'm, but I'm, I'm a person that I'm all about fun in life. Like, and I'm very much uh, like a free spirit, probably no collar type of person where I'm only going to do things I like. Like life's too short for me to do anything else. So during the day, um, Game Changer Athletics, I build uh, basketball courts and uh, pickleball courts and stuff. So like next week we have one coming up. We're doing one at Zach Taylor's house, the uh, Bengals head coach. And then who did? Who did? Yeah, who did? <laughs> yeah, so stuff like that. We just did one for Chris Collinsworth. We just uh, gave Joe Mixon a football field in his backyard and a basketball court with his name on it. Um, stuff like that, man. So during the day, I'm building sports type stuff. I umpire. I still play softball. I mean, I wrestle. I run my wrestling company. Everything sports related. I just try to have the time of my life every day. Man, that that tells me we need to have do. you back for a second show for sure, man. Yeah, I was gonna get a football field and a basketball court in my backyard, but. I don't have the room or money, so. Yeah. We started doing this right after he got the contract was when he did it. Right, man. I, I like him, though, because he takes care of his mama. She's got this big 28 gold chain, and he's, like, flying her in and flying his family in to play ball with him. And That's think, fantastic. Yeah. yeah $300,000 Lamborghini. I think he told me he spent, like, $50,000 on the lighting fixtures in his house. I'm like, dude. 50k on the lights like what is that right you're been to menards they're like 20 bucks yeah yeah <laughs> okay bro but then of course as you like guy man <laughs> as you see though he he has like 10 people live with him there and then he gets in trouble yeah. on the news and all that because not even necessarily him but you got 10 people living at your crib people start acting stupid i mean it's in your name so and you're the mean? name so you're obviously going to get the attention yeah so. yeah that's how it goes yeah, man, we're, uh, we'll definitely have to have us a beer at that Middletown show here on the second. That's definitely, definitely a plan. Yeah, and and come up, say hi, stuff, and I'll try to uh, I'll try to help you guys get some uh, battle on the border person to come on and do an interview too, if you want one. I don't know how often. Absolutely, Junior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we got we got to we got to run that by by I AW, do. but we'll. we'll I do know. Our I'm best. just talking shit. But absolutely, man. I would, uh, I'd be, uh, you know, I don't get me wrong. I'm, it's definitely a lofty ask, but you know, you don't, you never know until you ask. But uh, it's like asking the hot chick on a date, like, right? It's not not how many franchise, man. Yes. (laughs) You get, you you know, if you get us a a contact with franchise, we'd love to talk to him. So, okay. Dude, he's a great talker, too. He'll talk your head off more than me. Dude, you get Shane Douglas on here with us. I will love you forever. Yeah, he's a te- he's a teacher uh, in real life, and uh, he he'll just talk about. Now he'll get super political with you. I will have to warn now. I have to steer him away from that. But yeah, we'll try to keep him on the narrow. Yeah. <laughs> keep yeah. segueing. That's so easy to do. Yeah, with, with Shane Douglas. Yeah. What's the problem with this country anyway? Do you like kitties? Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Paul Heyman? <laughs> right. uh, if you guys want, want to at least uh, send me send me this video and I'll put it on our page too. I mean, I'm sure is there 
or a link or whatever it is to where people. Brother, this is going to be on everything from Apple Podcast to Audible to YouTube to Twitter to just right, about anywhere I, you can find it. We'll, well we'll send we'll send you the link and and you can share it. You can share it to the page. Yeah, because YouTube is probably the best, right? Because that at least shows us. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's our personal preference, but you know, some people just like to listen. Yeah. Right, it depends what you're they're, doing. They're missing out, but you know, whatever. Right. These four handsome faces, right? I mean, that's right. Although I, I, I shaved my beard earlier this week, I feel like I should have let it go. You gotta leave it. Yeah, yeah. with you guys. I dude, my I daughter told me the other day I'm not allowed to shave my beard. She was like, no. Absolutely yeah. not. Like she's Absolutely never known not. me without one. And I asked her the other day, I'm like, what would you do if I shaved it? She was like, nope, nope, nope not happening. Not an option. We're not even sure if there's a chin under there. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's always been. A I've, I've had this thing for so long now. I don't know. I don't even remember how to shave. So that's not <laughs> happening. Right. Save some money. Right. Um, well, Dedham, thank you so much for coming on here, man. Uh, we really appreciate you. Um, Battle on the Border, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. It's a fun promotion uh, to go to here in the greater Cincinnati area. Um, but even if you're from a little ways out, man, you can come see the franchise. Shane Douglas, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, like he said, Congo Kong and Madman Fulton are their tag champs. Those guys are fun to watch. Um, so go check them out. They're awesome. Um, and as always, we have been the DWO Podcast. I have been Big Rig Eric Maffey. He has been Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin. He has been Wrestling T-Shirt Guy Cephas. And Mr. Denham Blevins, A Battle on the Border. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you see our handles right there. Uh, pretty much everything is at DWO underscore podcast, except for the Facebook, which is at the DWO Podcast. Go check us out. Uh, until next time, though, Top Dads. Out. Oh,